This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey Gary Vaynerchuk, Chuck. I saw in one of your videos you got asked if you were to build a company in 2016 today from scratch, uh, what would you pick? You know, erase all your followers, all the companies that you built up to this date. You said you would choose something like Nike. So my question is, at the beginning stages of your company, what would you do for your three next moves? What would your top three first moves be to help grow your company? And keep in mind, you only have three thousand dollars. What would those three steps be? Would it be a Facebook get more ad, specific? Uh, an expo at a convention center, um, inventory? What would it be? Let me know. Can't wait to hear your answer. And thank you for including my question in today's show. <laughs> What's his name? Joey. Joey, great question. Look, the truth is, Joey, and everybody who's watching, and so many of you are emailing me. And please, by the way, oh, this is a good opportunity, Stefan. Can you put a little? Uh, Little uh, video pop up of like, you'll do a little editing for this one. Actually, put a picture, I don't want to make you go. Uh, ask Gary V, the search engine. If you have bez- business questions, my new search engine is unbelievable. All my questions, all my answers transcribed, all there in the search engine. And so, you know, so many questions about this. And the truth is, Joey, you, you clearly asked for yourself. There's so many things you could be doing for your apparel business, I guess, is why you referenced Nike. Like, you know, first of all, I would say if you're in apparel, the number one thing I would do is try to get Instagram influencers to wear your product at zero cost all the way up to $1, $3, $50, $100. I think influencers are grossly underpriced. Um, so I think, I think the game is about exposure and conversion um, and I think that too many people um, don't really understand how to run a business, make a lot of bad mistakes. As a matter of fact, I'm super pumped that Shark Tank is now doing this after the tank. TV show, I don't know if any of you watched it, um, but Lizzie loves it. And like, so like, they're showing people going out of business because they grow too fast. They don't understand. There's a real cadence of growing. It's, it's like anything in life. Like, you can't get too ahead of yourself. You can't go too slow. You know, it's funny, a lot of people when they start digging into my content realize that I'm a real contradiction, that I believe in very opposite points of view. And, um, and I think my answer to your question is, it's a mix of a hundred different things. I couldn't give you on this show, I'm not gonna give you what you want from this question, which is like these three, t- tactical things. I'm, I only give very black and white tactical advice when I actually have hours to sit down, look at your business and actually understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to look like an idiot or have egg on my face. So then I talk about religious points of view, right? So for you, you need to get that shirt and you need to get as much exposure. The same way you hacked your way onto this show, asking a question, now you've got exposure, right? I saw you put your little Snapchat logo down there in the corner. Some people snapped it following you now. You're looking for exposure. I think it's a grind, right? Like for apparel businesses are very hard. You need distribution, you need awareness. Um, To me, what I would do is a lot of listening. I would tell you a very honest answer, Joey. If I were you, as young as you look, and you look great, nice and young, super super fit, dude. Um, Oh, India likes it. Wait, you said yeah. That, what? Well, like, what do you want me to say? Well, like, you look horrible. No, no. <laughs> but like, you know, you, I, I, I was, I was, yes, he's no, fit. Yes, that's exactly right. That's right. He's a fit man, right, Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, super fit. Garrett agrees too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Was it a boy-girl thing? Just is he fit? Um, uh, you know, I think that um, I think that one of the things that scares the living piss out of me is that a young dude like you and so many young dudes and dudettes like you. Everybody's just jumping in and running a business. Like, you know what I would tell you to do? Actually, you know what? I'm going there, screw it. You know what I'd tell you to do? Shut your business down and go work for an apparel company for three years. 
Go email every CEO of an apparel company that's doing over $5 million a year in revenue that you respect, all of them. Sit down, grab a nice shake, right, kale, a nice kale shake, and map every single CEO in the world that has a $5 million a year or higher revenue apparel business. Then go to LinkedIn and Twitter and email and tweet all of them and ask all of them for you to be their chief of staff, right hand man, and to work side by side with that person for the next 18 months. That's what I would do. Steak versus sizzle. There's no tactic that I'm gonna tell you on the Ask Gary Vee show that's gonna set you up for success. And to be very frank with you, and I don't wanna hurt your feelings, Joey, and I have a lot of respect for you, and this is hurting everybody's collective feelings. My intuition is somebody building a really big business um, in the apparel space is not going to rely on one of their tactics being asking a business guru for advice tactically. So I would, uh, I would take that 3,000 bucks and save it so that you can live with 17 roommates while you work for Carol Thompson and her $9 million a year apparel business and watch it up close and personal. India, do it one more time and I don't do this for humble bragging. I think it's important because a lot of you know India know she's been in our ecosystem one more time, four years at Vayner? Well, almost four years now. India, three weeks in my inbox, say it one more time. Like, different than you thought. Totally different. India learned more, like, you know, it's only three weeks, but like, like just different. Just different. Like, and you can't buy that. India sat here on all goddamn shows with you guys. India's written a ton of this stuff, has probably consumed way more of my voice than she would ever want to. Yet, in a 10 day period, being in my inbox, being close to the sun, she gained more context. I wouldn't say learned, you know, but like, holy crap, what? Yes, and that's why so many of you are jumping to run a business. And I'm a natural good businessman. Like a lot of you don't have as much natural entrepreneurial DNA as I do. I think you need to learn from the hip. And I think the biggest mistake is you'd rather go get, and this is a different piece of advice for a lot of the college kids that I've reached through that one video. You'd rather go get that job at 63,000 at the gap and be number 17,000, even though your ambition is to own your own fashion brand, versus making no money, teaming up with 19 roommates, living that ghetto lifestyle, but being the right-hand person of a, remember, it's far, if you want to start your own fashion brand, isn't it much better to be, very close to a person that's got a three to five million dollar a year business because that's gonna be your first step. Even if you're at the right hand of the CEO of you know Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or Coach, like that's not the company you're gonna build. You're gonna learn corporate America skills. So like I'm just completely pissed with the lack of, a, like it's a lack of patience. It's much cooler to say you're a founder of a company. Hey bro, what do you do? Oh, I have my own brand. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm crushing it. And Joey, I'm not picking on you, this is a general statement. Yo, I've got my own business, that's sexy. I'm an entrepreneur, that's a rock star. You know, like that's cool right now, right? Not as cool as like, hey bro, what are you up to? Oh, I'm like the junior assistant for Ricky Thompson for her, you know, underwear brand. What? You went to college for that? So, but I'm telling you right now, the person with the humility and the patience to do the second scenario is gonna win every time, like 99 out of 100 times. Just what's gonna happen. 
Hey Gary and Gary's crew, good evening from Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Blake Bolin, actually enjoying a Malbec currently. Pretty good one from Argentina. But uh, I was thinking about a question for the Ask Gary V show, specifically one pertaining to the Ask Gary V book. Uh, Gary, in the book you talk about how you believe our brains and what they're capable of are vastly underestimated and that science has yet to prove really what they're truly capable of. Uh, you also mentioned as an example that a few years ago you told your brain you didn't want to get sick anymore. And then you attributed the fact that you haven't gotten sick to when you told your brain that you didn't want to get sick anymore. Now I recently stumbled upon the Law of Attraction. I'd heard of it before, but I really dug in depth in an audiobook. Um, if you're familiar with it, and for those of you who aren't familiar with it, the Law of Attraction basically states whatever you focus on will manifest itself. So if you focus on the things you want to accomplish and you believe you can accomplish them, they will manifest themselves over time. Whereas if you focus on the things you don't want, those things will also manifest themselves. So the point is to focus on the things you do want. So Gary, I'm wondering about the relationship between your beliefs and the law of attraction and if you could explain how we in Vayner Nation can leverage those concepts to better live our lives both personally and in our businesses. So Gary, really looking forward to your response here and uh, thank you so much for taking my question. Godspeed. Blake, it's a really interesting question. Yes, I believe in some of that stuff and I don't know how much the law of attraction is different than the secret. Sounds very similar. These books sell like crazy because boy does it sound super fun right now if you're sitting on Facebook Live or watching episode 232, is that what we're on? You know, like, and you're like, wait a minute, if I just say I want a yacht or if I just say I want to be a pop singer or if I just want to say I'm going to be an influencer, I don't know what either of those two books say but let me give you what I've done. Go ahead, please, you know. The secret is basically based off of the law of attraction. Okay. So the law of attraction is the like it's like it's like the religion, sort of say. And the secret is a book which is basically Huxbury. plays on it. It's very Huxbury from Got the it. law of attraction. So listen, I believe in it, comma, all of your actions have to then map to it. Yeah. So like it's it's clouds and dirt. That's my version of it. I don't know if anybody talks about the dirt. I do. I do. I know all you know. cynical newbies are like, what's he gonna sell me on? Nothing, I'm gonna sell you on the following. Hard work. And don't buy my hard work course because there isn't one. There's no hard work sessions. There's no hard work ebook. There's just hard work. Like, so my answer to this is I believe in it but then you have to make your actions map it. I want to buy the New York Jets. I think about it, I want it. I start building VaynerMedia. There's an opportunity to sell my company, sell a piece of my company to thousands of entities. All of them pass. I then sell it for less to one entity. An owner of an NFL team. That's called putting your money where your mouth is. I didn't do that by accident. I knew what kind of life I had. I could have dated and married a bunch of different people but when I found what I needed for what I really knew I wanted, I went in that direction. Right? Like. I talk about HR driven culture and this and that and some people be like, ah, you got a bad review on Glassdoor or 4 or 7. Yes, that's fine, but come here. Watch what I do every day. You guys know my calendar. You see what I do. You know what's on the back end of this. Like, so my belief in the law of attraction is, Blake, believe in it. Believe in it, but then you have to execute against your belief. If you want to be an esports celebrity, shouldn't you spend every one of your minutes Selling shit on eBay, buying a ticket, and then going to the eSports con, not like, oh, I can't go to the eSports con. Work. Work. By the way, on that note, 
we gotta pick up the musically. You're just you're a killer on it. I want it. I'm so into it. Yes. That work, 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 work is so fun. So good. I was saying it right now with it that, just, like that tone. Work. Yeah. Like it's work. Like there's gonna be nothing else. Like, yes, work smart. I can hear the cynicism already. I can read the comment from Sally right now. But you gotta work smart. No shit, right. Sally. I'm leaving Rick alone for a minute. You know, no shit. Yes, it's better to have a better strategy and to work smarter. But here's the punchline. Nothing happens without it. And I mean a lot of it. And the more you want, the more work you gotta put in. The bigger your ambition, the more you gotta punch that clock. And you gotta give up shit, fun, and leisure, and laziness, and rest, and all of it. So my belief is it's real. I live it. But my actions map to it. It's like intent. I talk a lot about intent. Some of the people internally razz me about it. They're like, yeah, cool, but intent without your backing up the actions is whack. And I'm like, I respect that. But it starts with intent. So I believe it probably starts with visualizing what you want or the law of attraction or saying it or putting it in the universe. Fine, fine. I believe in that. I live it. The problem is I disproportionately out-execute everybody else I know that talks about it and then does nothing about it. You know how many of you tweeted me that you're gonna buy the Cavs or the Dolphins or the Rams? People tweet me all day long that they're buying another sports team. Then I go look at what they're doing. I'm weird. Just let's establish something. I'm very weird. I'm so broken in the way that I'm so utterly competitive that I'm like, I live for it. You know, I live for competition. And so when somebody tweets me that they're gonna buy the Rams first, my waste seven of my minutes auditing their lives. Let me tell all of you something right now. I haven't seen the person that's buying the Rams before I buy the Jets. People like to talk. Show me. Because that's the best part. Because when you live on execution, all those days you have where people say you're staging garage sales or you're not gonna do this or you're not gonna do that. You know what the best part is? 2023. 2023. Because then you get to say, now what? And 2047, that's more fun. I'll let you guys all debate and pontificate and I'm gonna do it too. We're all talking. I just wanna re-watch these videos and comments. Let's go read everybody's comments that I could never build VaynerMedia. Let's go read everybody's comments that Wine Library TV was a farce. Let's go read all those comments that I'm a flash in a pan. Let's read them all. Let's fucking read them. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I have students um, that I teach in West Philadelphia, I teach at all boys school, and we're talking like inner city Philadelphia, and um, you know, I'm gonna show them this feed, and what I would love to show them is you giving them some advice as to what to do after high school if they don't want to go to college, um, because coming from me, it's like- Yeah, you're you know, the teacher. You're the teacher. Over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm a teacher, I teach ninth, I teach ninth grade literature. I actually, um, I hit you up on Twitter a while ago when you were looking for a school Oh, to schools to come. I actually, yeah, yep. Do we yeah, have yeah, one, so right? I was going back and forth with Alex. Go ahead, okay. So, so what could you speak to, to my students to kind of give them something to, you know, that they're not just hearing me, but they're, they know who you are. We watch your videos in class. Um, they keep a- asking me, like, they're like, uh, you know, like, so like, I, I'm always giving them your information and, and telling them what, what I think you would say, but I would love for you to speak to them directly if you could. I could, now like give me, help me a little bit here because the truth is, let's start from the top and I'm talking to the class now and you can clip this. We'll even send you a clip. Got it Tyler, we'll send you, you we'll send you this clip. First of all, how many are there? 
I have uh, this graduating class is about 100 students. Right, so for the 100 of you, you're all different. Like my, if you don't want to go to college, if, if, if you want to figure out what to do, all of you are different. Some of you can sing, some of you are, 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 are math-based and you could be analytical. There's a million things you could do. Obviously, it's crazy that we got you on this show because of Mission U, so you gotta go check that out. There's a million things that I could tell you. Here's the one thing I can promise you. You need to work your fucking face off. And nobody gives a shit about where you grew up. Like, like, this, no, like nobody's gonna feel sorry for you circumstantially or feel positive for you. Like whether you're born in the ghetto or you're born to a trust fund, at the end of the day, once you hit the real world, nobody cares because then the clock's on. If you're a trust fund baby, people are judging you like you suck, it's all because you're daddy. If you're fucking from the ghetto, it's like you have no shot, you don't look the part. Either way, nobody cares. The end, the only thing that you should be figuring out is what are you good at and so you should try a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right? And then you need to work every minute. Like, like if you're not gonna go to college, you're gonna have to work, right? Like if, if you're not gonna use the brand of the degree and before Mission you means something to the whole world, you're gonna have to work and prove it and nobody's gonna feel bad that you're working two jobs or that you're not, you don't have no time to hang out anymore. See, you know this, look, these kids, they're young. When you're young, I was, we're all, we've all been young. The biggest thing that's going on is it's all the same advice over and over. You have to work your brains out and you have to realize nobody cares about you. And once you go into that place and you're super solo, then you have a prayer. But for any second that you think somebody's gonna save you, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, the government, your sister, the people that feel bad for you, like nobody gives a fuck. Do they understand yeah. that siege? I'm asking you, I'm asking you. You know, so I, I hear you. And so that, I, unfortunately, I think that that only comes, that understanding comes with doing, right? With like. It's the Mike Tyson thing, right? And as soon as you get actually yeah, punched yeah, in the so mouth, like, then you're like, oh. Exactly, and so a lot of my guys have been, have been literally punched in the mouth many times in their lives, and so it's about like helping them to see that there's, that there's kind of more to themselves or that there's, they have more to offer than, um, you know, they've kind of been beaten down already and some guys seem a little bit, uh, you know, like they have, they lack, is it, is what, it's just, do they have the chip on their shoulder that somebody owes them something because it was fucked up or do they have no self-esteem because everybody told them they can't win? You know, it's a it's a both. That's thing. exactly and right. So when we're talking about boys, so it's an all boys school where you know ninety percent of my guys don't have a dad at home, which yep. makes, which literally it makes my job easier because you know you're a guy that shows up every day and tells kids that you love them and that you see them and that they're not invisible. Um, but it's me doing that with my with my my crew at school over and over and over again. And so for like the you know. Uh, Akil Danzler's and the Elijah Goodwins and the, you know, Mark Slaughter's like, those, and I'm so I'm shouting them out because they're going to go, oh shit, Reynolds, you just said my name on the internet. Um, <laughs> so, hey Reynolds, can I ask you a question? If I paid for the bus, like I know schools are fucked up, so they can't take advantage. But if I paid for the bus, can you bring like eight or nine of them up here and hang with me for an hour? I'll go. I will be up there this afternoon if you pay for the bus. That's what I'm. Cool. What I'm do. So cool. So, Send an email to Gary at VaynerMedia. I'm gonna pay for the bus. You're gonna come up here. We're gonna film it. 
Cause then I'll get into real deal. I don't want to be the guy who's just shouting to a hundred people without context. Let's take eight or nine nope. of them, do some fucking contest. Reynolds, do whatever the fuck you've got to do to get pick eight or nine of them. Bring them up here. We'll jam with them. We'll film that, and then you can use it because they look the part of the other ninety and the hundred next year and the hundred next year. And 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 I knew the answer to your to my question was both, right? Here's the problem, and this is yeah. for everybody. This is not just inner city kids. This is for everybody. Johnny, Texas, you know, Rick, Oklahoma, and Pam, Peru. <laughs> the, the bottom line is it's one of the two opposite things. Either you have a chip on your shoulder and you think the world fucked you and you're unlucky, or you've actually been suppressed and told you can't, right? in a different way than that. Yep. It's, not yep. the, it's not the circumstance, it's the verbiage. You actually have parents, they just suck. Mm. Right, they just, they're in pain so they don't want you to succeed. Misery loves company. It all ends up in yeah. the same place, Reynolds, which is, it doesn't matter. And that's what I want these kids to understand. It just doesn't matter. Because once yep. you get on the field, it's just the field. And so the quicker you can make that mind shift, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that none of us realize is how much time you have. Yeah. Like if I knew yeah. as an 18 year old, I did and that's why I won, but I didn't even know to the extreme. The biggest thing I'm gonna do with those eight or nine kids, Reynolds, is I'm gonna make them understand they just have to put their head down for 15 years. And think about when you're 18, what 15 years sounds like, yeah. right? It's nothing. forever. It's, it, well, it's right, nothing to us like as we get older. When you're 18, fi- dude, I'll be honest with you, 15 years feels even a little bit long to yeah. me right now and I'm 41. When you're 18, 15 years is your whole fucking life. When you tell them, eat yeah. shit for 15 years, you'll be 33, a child, mm-hmm. and you can then go win, yeah. that fucks with you if I can break through and get them to understand. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the only other thing, this is added, the only thing I'll, I'll add in, and I, I think, one, I mean, it's amazing that Gary's gonna bring these kids up here and I will absolutely be watching that session that you have with them. But the thing that I've seen is, and this is the one thing that as a teacher I think you can most instill in kids is that you become your expectations. And people find their expectations, sometimes externally, sometimes internally, sometimes it's a parent or a coach or a teacher or a mentor that helps you understand your self-expectation. Other people are just intrinsically born with this belief that they're gonna go do something great, but you become your expectations. And so every one of those kids, regardless of their situation today, if they can redefine the expectation for their future, then that creates the underlying motivation to bust ass for the next 15 years. But if they don't have the expectation of the outcome in the future and they don't hold themselves accountable to it, then they won't get to that place. If they understood the man that's holding them down is in their fucking dome, everything would change. True, yes, I love it. So, hey, listen, can I shout one thing out real quick? Yep. So, if people want to check out my guys, I I have a YouTube site called Go Rap with the Rental, which is, um, I, I post teacher videos, like how people that teach in the inner city should stop going there for two years to like, do their good deed and then move on, but they should like go there and stay and this is how you can stay and like how you can just keep crushing it every year, year after year, um, no matter what the kids bring in with them, that you're like helping them and loving them and What's the name of the video series again? Visible. What's the name again? It's called, Re- it's called Real Rap with the Reynolds. Real so Rap be- with the Reynolds. Yep. Good, we'll, we'll, we'll put yep. it here. Reynolds, I can't wait to fucking see you. You better get your ass here soon. The season's it's almost over. The best, man. I'll see you soon. I'll see you next week. Let's figure it out. See ya. Adam asks, I feel like I've lost my hustle. Help, what do I do?
Adam, anybody who's losing their hustle has a lot of variables, and there's a lot of variables in this episode. This is the variable episodes where there's a lot of context points. It's not just direct answers today. Um, there's, listen, you might have, you might not be passionate about your North Star anymore. I, I've been going through something. Let me actually break some shattering news here. For the first time in my life, I've been thinking about weird things like sabbaticals and building a business school in Haiti for five years and. Like, like I love, uh, listen, I'm still all about buying the New York Jets and it's the process of that and the game but it's amazing for me to be in tune with myself. The maturity, like as you get older, like just different, like my kids are six and three and they're interesting. Like it's, in, they're interesting. And like you start, you know, I start projecting what do they look like at 13 and 15? Like it'd be really cool to like, I don't believe in the school system as much as everybody. Like do I just take them and go do something rogue? Like just different things, like you just evolve. And, um, and you might have just lost your North Star. The thing that you thought you were going for might not be. It's why I was always happy that I didn't want a million bucks or I didn't want fame or I didn't want a car or a private plane or all these little things. Like it was fun to be like, I want to buy the Jets and what that always meant to me is I want the process of buying the Jets which means I get to hustle forever because that's, that's who I am. Um, maybe you've lost who you are or what you want or maybe you've accomplished kind of or maybe you feel it's achievable. I would cr- be crushed if I thought what I wanted to achieve was super achievable. I mean, it happened to me in the wine business. It's happening at Vayner. Like as Vayner's becoming a player in the agency world and we're not like, uh, now we're like, oh. Like, and soon we're gonna be like, oh. Like, you know, like, like, that's not as fun for me. I like being the underdog. I like the climb, you know? I like that. Uh, so maybe that's happened. Uh, maybe you're just tired. I mean, I think one of the things that the New York Jets do for me that nobody understands is those hours Actually, you just caught something on Daily V, right? Me talking to Jeff. That was the first time I talked business during a Jets game in 15 years. I looked at my phone at the wrong time. It was a very big thing. And I only spent a second on it. Like, I am escaped and relaxed. And by the way, I didn't care about it. Like, that's how excited, like, those three, four hours of escapism, maybe you need some vacation time. Uh, Maybe you need to look at the people around you. Maybe you need a change. Maybe you need to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, there's like, there's a lot of intense different things that could be happening. Um, Or maybe you can take a step back and really listen to this statement, which is, You've lost your hustle because you really are not in tune to why you're doing it, right? You're just not in tune to what you're doing it. That, the, that you're maturing and realizing like a Ferrari or a fat watch or courtside tickets or custom Nikes, I just wanted to show them, you know, is not what you're living for. And so, um, you know, it's funny, tonight I'm going to the Charity Water Gala. I never thought of myself 10 years ago as somebody who would be so involved in nonprofits, sitting on the board of Pencils of Promise, donating. I was, you know, I was old school, I'm 40, I'm older. Like this, this new narrative of much better people and that's what I think you guys all are. I think you're a much better generation. I, I grew up thinking I'll get rich and when I'm old I'll be like giving out money and doing that stuff. So you just evolve, right? And so maybe, maybe you like me, like I haven't gone completely like, I don't have enough money. Like my kids can give away all the money but I can't, I don't have that luxury yet uh, but Maybe you want to do nonprofit. Maybe you want to build schools for Pencils of Promise and we'll take you in Laos. Like maybe you've lost your purpose. So take a good step back. Shut down. Shut down for 24, 48, 72 hours. Go away. Go, go away like this. This is how I want you to shut down. Go to Airbnb. This is a 2016 way to shut down. Go to Airbnb. Find a very remote place. You know, t- do I have to go? Oh, I'm taping something. Yeah, I'm just wrapping up the show. Sorry. Go to, go to Airbnb. 
find a very remote place that you can get to at a low cost, like a crappy cabin far away on a four hour drive where you can like just drive because you can or like somebody will drive you there or like hitchhike, I don't give a crap. Lowest cost, furthest away, seclusion and just be with yourself and start talking to yourself for real. For like really talk to yourself for real. One of the great things I do with myself is I talk to myself for real. In a real, like nobody is a harsher critic and a bigger fan of themselves than me. And I think that friction in both directions matters. Nicole says, blogging since 2009, I know my target audience, I post regularly and promote on all social. Numbers won't budge, thoughts? My advice personally is be to keep at it. Like it's something that I literally do seven days a week. There is not one day that I've taken off in the last five years. You have to just crush it. You have to just keep Did you ever get pushback to the word skinny? I mean skinny is one of these new politically incorrect words like three years ago and it's, you've wondered that? Great, so I'm I'm answering the questions. You know it's interesting. You, you've been doing this for a while. I think it's, it's, you're actually in a better place where I don't think the word's as controversial, but 24 months ago, there was heat. Did you ever feel it? All the time, but I like that. I like heat on me. I, the things I talk about on my blog are camel toes and boob jobs and vagina steaming and enemas. Like, I could go on and on. I talk about really controversial, taboo subjects that no yes. one wants to deal with. So having the word skinny in the title is really fitting for the brand. Understood. I mean, when you're talking about coconut lube, the word skinny just... <laughs> coconut fits oil right is in. amazing just, for lube, though. It really is. Sure, this <laughs> is a tremendous show. <laughs> I mean, this is experiment. Everyone go home and try it. You will not be sorry. So, uh, it's your let, birthday, let me, D-Rock. Let me, let me <laughs> Uh, I think that um, I think that there is one thing. I do think that there's the three, four years, and then you have your moment. I mean, you look at it; it happens all the time in real life. Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer's career has been going on for a decade. She's been like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was working at that shit for 15, like 12, 14, you know. And you have your moment. The problem is. One thing that I want people to know is it's not necessarily your numbers growing, it's how do you feel about it. Currently my Snapchat numbers are not growing. I've hit my kind of 30,000 views and I've been there for about a month. I feel fine with that because I feel like I'm getting better at it. I know what I want to do next. I know I've been studying on doing other things because the book has been coming out. Like I feel content with myself even though that's against the numbers. Too many people, and this is I'm sure like something we all think about, you're gonna be thinking about it when you see the podcast numbers as you start this new venture. This market is absolutely way too deeply focused on numbers. Now, Nick and Demondo, like they, they're, they're a platform, people buy on numbers, I get it. You make your short-term money on numbers. Short-term. You make your short-term, Not long game. that's right. You make your short-term money on, on numbers. So I would say, who's the person again, India? Nicole. Nicole, I would say if you feel like you're moving the needle, then, and you feel like you're getting closer, if you can taste it, none of us can tell you, then you keep at it. If you're watching right now and you've been trying to build your brand for 24 months, 36 months, you felt completely stagnant, both in the numbers, both in the heat. You don't get recognized, less selfies, no selfies, no mention, no friend even know you're doing it. If you feel stagnant, I actually compare this to wrestling. So stick with me. I don't know if you, you know, I know you talk about coconut oil, but I'm gonna talk about <laughs> WWF wrestling for a minute. When, when you look at gimmicks, right? Gimmicks is like when you're Mr. Perfect or the Red Rooster or what have you. There's a lot of wrestlers who have three or four gimmicks and then they become Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they've been four other things and it didn't take but the new thing works. Now the difference there is that's a character. 
I could have stopped doing the wine thing and started a Jets thing and I could be on ESPN right now. Whatever, and then I did a business thing. I had three things that I could have probably done as me. Wine, business, and the Jets. Now I've done two. I may become a Jets sports writer. If you have other interests, if you're doing a blog about root beer or about skateboarding, but you're also into clothes or jam or rollerblading, if you feel very stagnant for two or three years, your system and your thing might be right, but your topic may be wrong to you. It may not be that moment in time. So that's another version to think about this if you feel in your heart and numbers a 24, 36 month stagnant because I do see people, I mean I know people right now because I've been doing this since 06 who've been doing the same thing for seven, eight years and there's nothing that's gonna talent. happen. You always talk about talent. It's real. Yeah, it's real. And interaction. I think interaction <laughs> with the people. It, it, it is real. That you have to have talent. If you don't have talent in this industry, I think you are going to get washed away. So you have to know who you are, like you said. Like, you have to remain authentic to yourself. And if you think you have talent to be a blogger, then blog every day. How long were you doing YouTube before this moment? I, w- I started YouTube in like 2012 and then yeah. I was consistent this past August. And so I think you have what to made you, what, what, what happened in August that made you get really going? I, I, was, I was like, I want to build a business someday and I know having an audience is valuable. Got and it. so I I just started with travel vlogs. I yep. started, I love filmmaking, I love making videos. Yep. And so it, it wasn't hard for me because I love doing it. And I also think that interaction with people is so important. You can look at the numbers all day, but who who is like mentioning How you on Twitter? Who is retweeting things? Who is favoriting things? And maybe- Is Twitter an important platform for you? Yes, it has been so interactive. I only have about 5,000 followers, but everyone is so interactive and every, it's an awesome way to meet. Do you interact with your YouTube comments? Yes, okay, so glad you asked that question because when I had 3,000 followers, I made it a habit to comment to every single comment. Every single comment, it's hard to do it now. It's so crazy to watch you guys spur up from all the theses that I wrote seven, eight years ago. It's so crazy. (laughs) I know, I read Crush recently and I was like, holy shit, he predicted the future. It is weird, it is weird. I'm telling you, I read that influencer chapter today in your new book. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to have somebody with such a loud voice say it because it's what we have been thinking and working on and saying for five, six years now. Sure. Tell them about what happened recently to me on a shoot, because you'll appreciate well, This kind of goes into like influencer marketing as well. We, a brand recently brought her on to offer her voice and yep. her perspective, and it was, it was a video thing, uh, four videos, 30 seconds. Yep. They brought her in and they said, hey, you're gonna stick to this script, you're gonna do this thing. It had 15 people on set. They completely got away from her voice and it was kind of like, What's the point? What's Why the do you want here? me if you're but, you not know, I got it, I got fired up about it because I said this brand's on its way out. It's, no, it's on its way and out. It, and it made me fired up for her because her brand's. I know. I don't. So what do, happened? Did you do they, it? I, no, I did it. I did the script. I did what they said. But the point is, is they could have hired a model or an actress to just read it. They don't need a what blogger. I'll never do it again. Her voice Ever. and trying to get her audience. And if they're not going to use my voice. They had 15 people on there. We produced six of those videos in three hours with three of us. They micromanage everything. I think brands need to let the influencer do what they do best. Well, look what was Daily V. Like, it's literally DRock and Gary V. Like, and it works, you know? You don't have five people following you around. The curated thing's out. I think it's on its way. So out. So done. It's well, the, the bigger things. issue is that the people that follow you know that's not you. Yes. Exactly. And that's and that's why there's no that's right. And there's no money that they can pay you yep. that makes it worth it for you. Yeah. I mean, I had early deals for Wine Library TV before this was a real thing, and a car company wanted me to drive a car into Wine Library, <laughs> and it was so wild. It was so early days, and I was like, and it was a lot of money at the time, and I didn't do it because even then, back in 07, 08, I was just like. 
I just, it just, I think I'm gonna think, people are gonna be like, forget it, like Gary sold out. That was so scary. I don't see it's so different now. with brands. So I don't. Should, it's a little don't. bit more accepted now, but we refuse to sell ad space on the site. You go to the yeah. site, there's no. Now, oh, forget, know. by the way, if I grew up during this time, I would have done it. Like back then, it was just so, there was just not, there was, there was not a single video on YouTube that had a million views when I started. Huge news, we made them. Clouds and dirt in kid sizes on kswiss.com right now. Uh, they're about to sell out. Uh, so for everybody going back to school or if you got a three, four, five, six year old entrepreneur or nine year old uh, who really wants to rock them, kids, kswiss, clouds and dirt on kswiss.com now.